Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's Rutherford Issues, we're talking uh, with our friends from the Beasley Animal Foundation. Don Roberts, Executive Director, here to talk about, uh, I was going to say the uh, the show is going to the dogs, but it's the cats today, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's not a really good uh, saying about that, is there? You know, raining cats and dogs, but I guess not going to the dogs, but the cats. Going to talk a lot about that. You know, cats are something that um, I haven't had a lot of experience with, so... Um, are you a dog person, cat person? I'm both. Both? Yeah. I mean, That's rare, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. There is, a, I mean, statistics are quite interesting, even though there is like, um, in 2018, the American Pet Products Association did a survey and there were 94.2 million pet cats in the United States versus 89.7 pet dogs. However, 50% of households own dogs versus 34% own cats. So... It's like there's a lot more households that own dogs, but households must own multiple cats, not vice versa. So. Oh, okay. I guess that makes a lot of sense now. So if you've if you've got one cat, you probably have more than one. Right. That's what statistics <laughs> show. Yes. Wow. That that's that's very interesting. I I never would have thought that there were more pet cats than pet dogs around. Right. Yeah. It was. I was found that very interesting when I was doing some research. So, um, it, our. You said that you are a dog and a, a cat person. Do, do they mesh well together? They can. They yeah. can. Uh-huh. They're, I mean, of course, it's just based on, you know, dogs um, breed and kind of, uh, you know, how you raise them and everything like that. Normally, if you bring a puppy and raise with a cat, they can kind of intermingle. Um, like my dogs and cats, they interact just fine. But then I had a previous dog that you know and many friends have dogs that just want to eat the cats so it just kind of depends on the dog and how they're raised and kind of what training and and supplementing you can do with them and i guess what uh what do the cats have to say about all this too yeah exactly right (laughs) yeah yeah um i've being a a dog person we had a cat at at one time and and they're it's totally different the the way that they interact with owners and you know if 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 they want you to pet them, they will let you know. But if they don't want you to, <laughs> they will let you know that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, you're kind of their master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They kind of say, okay, I'm ready for food. Uh, I want to be pet. But then they want to go away and nap. But yeah. yet they can, you know, you if you're with time and commitment, you can build a relationship with a cat. After a time, they can really become like one person, like, you know, it took a while for my two foster cats to warm up, but they are slowly coming around. But you're right. It's like once I'm done, I'm done and I'm going to go my own way and just leave me alone. Uh, Dawn, uh, I noticed in, in some of the information that you shared with me that uh, dog ownership is is going up, but cat ownership is is decreasing. But there are such a uh, um, there there are multiple cats in in one home so it, it just surprises me that those numbers are are, are pretty high for the uh, millions of pet cats out there and despite all those numbers do you see more cats in to in beasley for veterinary care or dogs or how does that work there um for basic wellness exams annual wellness exams and things like that we definitely see more dogs um you know vaccinations it's 
probably more dogs, but cats are harder to, some of them are harder to contain. Some, you know, cats do not want to be in carriers that you have to be contained to bring them. Um, so, you know, we're trying to, I mean, cats do, people need to realize that cats do need to have annual physicals, just like a dog does, because, you know, they are very good at hiding illnesses until sometimes it's too late. So it's good to kind of stay very proactive on preventative health for cats so that you can notice and the vet can notice any slight difference in any number or anything like that to kind of say, is there something going on with their cat? Mm -hmm. But yeah, but there are a lot more, I mean, dogs are easier to bring in. You just jump them, put them in the car and bring them in and they're happier and stuff like that. So yeah, they, I mean, the, uh, AVMA says that dogs are seen by vets tw- about twice more often than cats are at clinics. So, and and that's just because um, they don't like to go and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it can be quite stressful for owners yeah. when the cats are howling in the crates, and you know, some of them, you know, a lot of cats are outdoor cats, even though they're owned, they're outdoors, and so you know, it's hard to catch them and put them in a crate to bring them in. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's important. Then those kind of cats, for sure, need to be updated on their vaccinations distemper and rabies as well to keep them healthy so uh, you mentioned that in, in terms of preventative care do cats um, typically get m- many of the same tests and and for worms and things of that nature as part of the preventative care that they need yes i mean there is you can do cats should be tested you know if you see any like weight loss or anything different with cats they can be test have a fecal test to see if they have any internal parasites um, and there is preventative um, medicine for that Um, unlike dogs though um, you know we don't do any heartworm testing Mm. for cats Um, but you know i'm I'm not quite familiar on the exact occurrence and how common it is for cats to have heartworms and stuff, but, um, you know, they can get um, tapeworms. They can get, you know, ear mites that have to be treated and and things like that. So just staying up on that and the preventatives helps them. And, of course, they can get ticks and everything like right. that. So so flea and tick preventative and, and your normal annual vaccinations, those are just as important for cats as dogs. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. We have Dawn Roberts here as we talk about uh, the Beasley Animal Foundation and uh, kind of talking on cats here today. Um, so... Let's talk to the person out there who is a prospective pet owner, and if maybe they've had dogs in the past, considering cats, uh, we've kind of touched on the fact that they're they're completely different. So when choosing a cat, what are some things that you would t- uh, talk to us about there? Well, basically your lifestyle. I mean, cats, because they are much more independent, if you're a person that's on the go, quite a lot and not home it's definitely would be easier for you to own a cat um you know their independence they just basically look for you for food um you know even entertainment and playing they can you can give them a bag and they're they can entertain themselves for a while um but they also do have they tend to live longer than um dogs do so you know you'd have to if you're ready for a cat a pet that you can have many many years with a cat would be a, a good pet for you to have very independent though very independent yes yeah. so that, that that's that's one thing that you have to be uh ready for there and so you're kind of saying if someone has a busy lifestyle but they're considering a pet um you know with work and family and such a cat may be a good uh, alternative for a family pet correct yes yeah i mean of course that but if you're looking for someone that wants to snuggle with you in every night and something it that's you know a dog might be easier i mean you can pr- 
you can build a relationship with a cat that way, but it's going to take more time and things you have to approach it differently with than yeah. with a dog. They seem to have a long memory too. Right? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, and and building that trust uh, can can be tough. Um, w- would you say cats are high maintenance, low maintenance? What do you think? Well, I mean. I- I think low maintenance as far as you can just, you know, feed them and then, you know, for their care. But, I mean, their personalities and um, some of their mannerisms can be a little bit by high maintenance. I mean, you need to make train them that you don't want them, you know, scratching on your furniture. You know, peeing outside of the litter box. Um, you know, wanted to monitor their behavior. I mean, because it could be just bad habits that they learned, especially if you got an older cat, or it could be health-related. Um, most changes in behavior suddenly really do relate to a health issue. Can can cats be trained? I know I know litter box training is is one of those things, but I mean, do they respond like dogs? They respond differently than mm-hmm. dogs, of course. You have to kind of you have to realize where cats are coming from. It's basically I want it on my time um, and not too long. You know, you can't, you know, punish them or do fear-based training or anything like that because that can just totally traumatize them. And then they can have really bad behavior because they do remember. And then you have created behavior that you didn't want to begin with. Um, The younger you start training them with just basically no clawing furniture or carpet, um, no peeing outside the litter box, things like that you know it it's easier and it just slowly becomes a habit if you reward them with positive reinforcement well i know the uh, old saying uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks um so i guess the same is with cats the the younger you start the training the better off you'll absolutely, be absolutely yeah it just becomes habit for them yeah um something else i just saw a text here about uh, um someone mentioned about um uh, in inside cats and declawing and things like that. That's kind of a um, an interesting subject, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of um, declawing is kind of not something that is you know promoted in a lot of veterinary offices to do anymore. It's um, it's uh, so we you know there it's some that's people try to promote training them to not claw and mess with your carpet and furniture rather than basically you're cutting you know the toes off of the cats which is not very kind and very um, painful and stuff Um, they make little um, I don't know what you call them caps that you can put on your cat's toenails to make them not as sharp and things like that so there's other ways that you know the veterinary world has kind of moved away from decline of the cats there you know there are still vet clinics that do it but we certainly do not do it gotcha at, at Beasley. um okay so we always hear about uh, you know bob barker for years on the price is right you know spay and neuter and and, and that kind of thing uh help control the pet population do we see I mean, it seems like there are sheer in sheer numbers. There are more cats than dogs. Uh, do we see a problem with uh, an overabundance of of unwanted cats or feral cats out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, and this this statistic just shocked me. Um, basically, they they are saying to be about thirty to forty million community or feral cats in the United States. Basically, those are the cats that have no owners, have been abandoned, or just you know were a product of an unwanted cat that continued to reproduce. Um, they say that 80% of kittens born every year are result of these community cats that are not spayed or neutered. Wow. 
So it's it's important it, to help control the pet population, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're finding that um, more and more people, caring citizens of Rutherford County are calling in and saying, hey, I have this feral cat. Um, you know, she's had kittens already, or there's a tom cat around and, you know, trying to bring them in to, so they don't don't cause a large problem because they can reproduce very, very, very quickly. Yeah. It, it, can't they have a litter twice a year? Twice a year. Yep. Two litters per year. And usually they say average about 2.8 um, kittens la- uh, live. Mm-hmm. So once they're five months old, litter mates can reproduce with each other and then the cycle just continues. Um, Spay USA put numbers out there that within five years, with a male and a female cat and their offspring, they can produce 11,000 cats in just five years. Wow. Okay. So that, that is that is obviously very important. And um, I, I'm sure that you, you kind of mentioned here that you're seeing uh, people call into the clinic about, um, you know, uh, cats in in the community so is that the best practice to do yeah Yeah. i mean the best the most humane and way to manage a you know community cats is it's you know it's called you'll hear a term called trap neuter and release um you citizen or a rescue person will trap the cat bring it into a spay and neuter clinic Beasley certainly we provide financial assistance for people that are willing to take the time and effort to trap a cat it's not always easy and they're smart and they learn and it takes a little bit of time Um, and but then you always return them back to where you picked them up from because you it's showing that if you remove those cats just more are going to come back into the area so you kind of they get become territorial and it's called like I guess a vacuum effect where you remove some and then more will just follow. And so you all are, are, are willing to help with that at, at Beasley, right? Absolutely, yes. We do have financial assistance. And we have, if people notice any unwanted, you know, when I say community cat or feral, a feral is completely unhandleable. I mean, it's you'll have to use a trap. Community cat is more where it's an unwanted, un, you know it's an unknown cat that maybe wanders your neighborhood. It may be friendly, but it's not. You know, it might not. So it's, there's, you know, those terms can sometimes be used interchangeably. Gotcha. Yeah, but we'll provide a financial assistance if anyone wants to trap it. We do have traps for loan for a cash deposit that you'll return when you return the trap. Um, and then we'll spay and neuter and ear tip them. And then that kind person will just return it to where they came from. Well, that's great. Uh, BeasleyAnimalClinic.com where you can find more information. Uh, Dawn, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks we'll for having me. We'll see you next time. And uh, if you missed any part of our program now, check the podcast section at WGNSRadio.com to listen back.